friends, and welcome to this special Thanksgiving week episode of the Dance Edit Podcast. I'm Margaret Fuhrer. I'm Courtney Escoyne. I'm Lydia Murray. And I'm Amy Brandt. We are editors at Dance Media, and all four of us are here a day early this week to discuss not recent dance headlines, but instead the dance things we are grateful for this year. And actually, the first thing I'm grateful for is to have the four of us together on the pod for the first time in a while. It's really Yay. nice to, to be with Aww. you all. Yay. Um, We'll keep this relatively short so you can get back to your cooking and traveling and family time. But we thought it was important to recognize that however weird 2021 has been, and honestly, I don't know if at the beginning of this year any of us understood just how weird it would continue to be even now, but dance has helped us get through all of it. So we're going to go down our grateful lists one at a time. And Courtney, you want to go first? Sure. I'm being slightly less sappy than I was last year. Um, (laughs) So one of the things I was really grateful to see this year, both as a dance journalist and a dancer and a person who lives in the world, is the uh, continuing conversations and also like new and renewed conversations happening about the full spectrum of queerness as it exists and functions within the dance landscape um, and getting beyond Uh, Just looking at the gay, cis, male experience of being a queer person in dance, but really expanding beyond that, which is a conversation that is ongoing in society in general and also dance in general. But then particularly in ballet, um, I particularly loved uh, Siobhan Burke's incredible, beautiful, thoughtfully reported article in the New York Times this summer talking about lesbians in ballet and that particular experience and seeing the conversations around on social media was just really heartening. And I want to see more in this vein. I want to see more of those stories on stage. And I can't wait to see like how much more there is to come. Retweet. Yeah. I love that the retweet is still a thing at this point. We haven't said it in a while. We haven't said it in a while. <laughs> I've stopped saying it so much, so I, I feel a little attacked. I'm not going to let it go. <laughs> uh, and then my second thing is I am grateful for vaccines and also vaccine requirements and mask requirements uh, in theatrical spaces because I was the person and I'm still the person who is updating Dance Magazine's uh, li- ongoing list of performance cancellations due to the pandemic. And the amount of times that I have to add to that has slowed so significantly since uh vaccines came into the picture and since there are all these safety precautions that are in place to allow audiences and artists to safely return to live performance this year i am like i'm just so happy to be adding to that list less and also just happy like hey live performance it's a thing we have it again we get we all get to go cry in theaters again awesome (laughs) (laughs) so much crying so much crying in theaters it's the best yeah I remember when that list, when you and I, or maybe it was just me, I don't know, um, nicknamed it the listicle of sads or something like that. The listicle of sads. (laughs) We did call it that. No no longer quite so sad. So that's good. (laughs) Lydia, I feel like that segues right into your your grateful list. Yeah, I am also, of course, thankful for the COVID vaccine and for the opportunity to be with other people in person this year. Uh, Last year, we saw the dance world's resilience amid so much hardship. And now, even though the challenges continue, the ability to have live shows and be in community with other audience members has just been so meaningful uh, and such a reminder of the value of live performance. And speaking of shows, I'm thankful for the recent, meaning that it just happened last night at the time of this recording, uh, Battle of Boston performance at the American Music Awards. If you didn't see it, two iconic boy bands of yesteryear, New Edition and New Kids on the Block, 
who are both from Boston, uh, shared the stage for the first time ever. And the new kids gave credit to New Edition for being an inspiration and for the magnitude of their legacy, which was great to see. Um, and BTS was in the audience dancing along to New Edition's choreography. Yep. Yeah, which was not only fun to watch, but it was such a full circle moment that really illustrated the power of music and dance. I mean, here was this group, this Black American band that became huge before BTS members were even born, and they heavily influenced boy bands like New Kids and so many others that followed. And BTS is continuing in that tradition um, in their own way and you know, from all the way in South Korea. So that concludes my thank yous. I haven't been on social media yet today, so I had no idea that any of this happened. Lydia, please send me a link. I'm just, oh, everything I will. you just said is so <laughs> delightful. Yeah, I just, I saw it and I was like, for one, ah, oh, this is so great, you know, in a typical, you know, sort of fan way, but also just the historical significance of this moment is just, wow, it's huge. Yeah. But anyway. Um, yeah, new yeah. kids giving credit to new edition. That is so major. That, that itself is, so is major. major. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, listeners, we'll link that up in the show notes for sure. Everybody should, should enjoy that goodness. All right. My thankful list is sort of small and selfish. <laughs> I'm thankful for two very specific things. One is Jojo Siwa on the season of Dancing with the Stars, which I know surprises none of you. And I know Courtney and I already got into this in a previous episode. I just can't stop thinking about it. Oh, and also we're recording this on Monday. So by the time you're listening to it, she might may or may not be a mirrorball champion. We'll see. Um, but <laughs> As someone who kind of loved JoJo even from her earliest days on Dance Moms, it's been especially wonderful to see her celebrated and embraced by a much broader audience as her most authentic self. And I know that isn't only happening because of Dancing with the Stars, like the TikTok crowd came around to her well before she was on the show. But when we first heard that JoJo and Jenna Johnson would be the first same-sex partnership on the show, I think... A lot of us had all these hopes about what that might look like, and literally every single one of them has been fulfilled. Like, overtly romantic routines, check. Allowing her to explore her more androgynous side, check. Leaning way into her willingness to go, like, full out to the edge of insanity, check. I'm still having the best kind of nightmares about her as Pennywise the Clown. We got her as <laughs> Prince Charming. Like, it's just all around been delightful. So thank you, universe, for that. That's what we call range. Yeah, right? The girls got <laughs> range. Um, the other thing is, I mean, like Courtney and Lydia both said, it's just about the return of live performance and how grateful I am for all of that. But I wanted to give a specific example to illustrate that. Every single dancer I've been able to see live has been a source of joy. But Cassie Trannery from ABT, oh my God. Like, mm -hmm. I know she went through a really difficult personal journey during the shutdown, she came back with this level of intensity and maturity and commitment that on multiple occasions has made me cry at completely inappropriate moments. Like, <laughs> you all know I, I was not the biggest fan of Jessica Lange's um, Tony Bennett premiere at the ABT Gala, but seeing Cassie out there killing it as like the most gleeful Bobby Soxer, tears, tears, <laughs> completely inappropriate tears. Um, and then her Giselle, which Amy, I know you saw this performance too. Mm -hmm. First of all, we got Giselle as an actual flesh and blood girl in act one, like someone who is maybe lusting after Albrecht as well as in love with him, which her outfit was, was Calvin Royal, who was also incredible. And like, of course, yes, that would be her reaction. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I can't wait to see more of that partnership, too, because they're so good together and he's so incredible. But then her mad scene was so devastating that when she reappeared as a Willie, I found myself thinking like, 
yes, you're free. Like, you're free of the toxic men in your life. You can just go and dance with your girlfriends and not worry about your stupid heart anymore. Use your dance superpowers, which I feel like that's a feeling I've been having more and more often at the start of Act 2 and Giselle. But <laughs> I just, like, what a gift, what a privilege to be able to see that kind of artistry on stage again. And I'm going to cry. Damn it. <laughs> Amy, take it away before I like, embarrass okay. myself. Um, well, I have one thing I'm really grateful for is uh, the dance industries, the way that they've been focusing more on dancers and mental health and on helping them with their mental health. Um, I know that this conversation started a few years ago, um, and it's been, you know, slowly building and, and everything. But I feel like one thing that came out of the pandemic, since it was such a traumatic experience for so many dancers, especially was that it really brought that mental health aspect to being a dancer to the forefront in a very like real way. Mm -hmm. And I see companies and institutions taking more action to help dancers through that, you know, whether it's through partnerships with their company or providing resources or, or whatnot. I also just hear people talking about it all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really great, you know, improvement from what the way things used to be, especially like I think about my own career, I think about my friends, I think about times where I really could have benefited from some mental health help here and there. And, you know, it wasn't just wasn't kind of available. So that's one thing I'm grateful for to see that people more, are more comfortable talking about it. More hard retweeting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the second is just being able to go to a live honest to goodness in person dance class again. Yay. <laughs> Full disclosure, I had zero interest in Zoom ballet class during the pandemic. I didn't do any. <laughs> um, I know a lot of dancers out there had to, you know, in order to like continue their careers. But, I, you know, I mean, after a year and a half of Zoom Pilates, Zoom yoga, you know, about a month ago, I found a studio near my home. I moved recently out of the city um, and I found a studio that had adult recreational classes and took my ballet shoes and, and signed up and have been taking classes uh, every week. And it's been awesome. You know, some are, some are just like a, it's like a ballet bar class. It's what's not like a traditional ballet class, but I've also taken an adult ballet class as well, but it just feels so great to be moving in space and dancing along with others, you know, in a community um, to music and even just, the like hanging out and chatting after class aspect of it is something I've really, really missed. And um, I will gladly put on a mask, even if it gets soggy and sweaty and gives me pimples. I'm just so grateful to be able to have that option again. That is what I am very grateful for this year. Dancing together and seeing dance together. That's really it. That's, that's really it. Hmm. All right. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. And happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. We'll be back next week in our, our regular Thursday slot for another discussion of the news that's moving the dance world. Keep learning, keep advocating, and keep dancing. Mind how you go, friends. Bye, everyone. See you later, everybody.
The Dance Edit Podcast is a product of Dance Media, publisher of Dance Magazine, Dance Spirit, Point, Dance Teacher, Dance Business Weekly, and the Dance Edit Newsletter. Our hosts are Amy Brandt, Courtney Escoin, Margaret Fuhrer, and Lydia Murray. Our music is by Celestine, with special thanks to Broadway Dance Center for helping us record those footfall sounds. Find out more about The Dance Edit and subscribe to our daily newsletter at thedanceedit.com. Thank you.